We're talking rookie quarterbacks. The 2021 QB class will be forever linked halfway through their rookie seasons. How do we feel about these players now? How has the first nine or ten games of the year changed those projections? And would Trevor Lawrence still be that top pick to start a franchise? That's coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock here alongside Matt Williamson at the Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. The 2021 rookie class. This conversation's not going to end today, by the way, and may never end when comparing these quarterbacks that started all the way back in the winter and springtime before the 2021 NFL draft. A lot of ups, a lot of downs so far for this class of rookie quarterbacks. And as it pertains, Matt, to rookie quarterbacks in the New York Jets, or one of the teams that has one of those rookie quarterbacks, and number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, he is not starting this week. But you know who also is not starting is Mike White. You know who is starting, Matt? Is the eliteness of Joe Flacco. This coming down on Wednesday morning that the Jets will start Joe Flacco against the Dolphins. And uh, this is from Rich uh, Simini. Simini? Jamini from the covers Cimini, of the Jets. I think it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and so Zach Wilson's still not 100%. He's been out a couple weeks now with an injury. And so uh, instead of Mike White, though, is getting benched, and they're going with Joe Flacco's experience there. And it uh, looks like coaching staff believes that he gives them the best chance to beat the Miami's complex defense. So I think that's part of it is here's the veteran against a, a good defensive coach in Flores and something that maybe, you know, Mike White hasn't seen or played against. And he's only played against two teams. So uh, or three teams, maybe. So um, I guess that's why. But here's what's funny about this move is if Flacco ends up starting a couple games, five, four games to be exact, the Eagles will get a fifth round pick in that trade instead of a sixth round pick. If Flacco plays more than 50% of the snaps in four games this season. So there's a draft pick consideration here. If, yeah, if this lingers something. on for four games or Zach Wilson gets hurt again or something like that and Flacco plays half the snaps for four games this year, that's a fifth instead of a sixth, which is a lot. And a sixth is still a lot to give up for Joe Flacco, in my opinion, just to have a veteran quarterback, which you should have had when you started the season already for free on the free agent market. Agree with all that. And um, I mean, a sixth to a fifth might not sound like much, but I don't think Flacco is going to propel them to the Super Bowl, you know, all of a sudden. I mean, it's not, right. they need every pick they can get. Um, I, I bring this up a lot. I recruited Joe. I found Joe way back when and brought him to Pitt. And he later transferred to Delaware. And I, I don't know if he's a tremendous mentor type. I mean, I knew him when he was 16 and 17 years old. I, I mean, so I can't speak to that. I guess he wasn't super helpful with Lamar, but just he's been around the block. He's won Super Bowls. He's, you know, he's a professional quarterback. And I do think there's value to pretty much any of those guys that are past their prime, but willing to play that role just in the development of Wilson. Does he give the Jets a better chance to win? Probably, you know, that is a complex Dolphins defense. I don't take this as a negative on Wilson, who we're going to talk about here at one point. I mean, I can't see rushing Wilson back if he's questionable. Um, White got exposed. You know, I mean, people need to realize this about backup quarterbacks. Like Colt McCoy is a perfect example. Two weeks ago, played really well. And then when everybody prepares for him and every team in the league has a book on Colt McCoy, 
And I don't exactly know his distinct weaknesses, but they, every team in the league does. And then you get exposed, you know, I mean, so I think white is probably one of those type of guys. Flacco has been above that line throughout his career. Um, so that, that makes sense to me. I mean, you're trying to establish, get some wins there, you know, develop guys like Moore and Carter and, you know, Flacco probably helps that. Flacco's seen blitz packages and, and those types right, of things, right. right? So it's just, it is a professional quarterback. And I'm sure he's got a different perspective now than when he was in Baltimore. He was a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and all of a sudden they bring in a new quarterback. Probably not as easy for you to be like, oh, cool, let's just help this next guy who's about to take my job from this only team I've ever played on in the NFL. I'm sure now it's, it's a much different situation for Joe Flacco as yeah. a New York Jet and traveled around the league a little bit here as knowing he's going to be a backup this year. One note, though, on Mike White which this is how quickly the NFL comes at you. There were, uh, there were stories about how every time Mike White would lock, walk into the Jets locker room, they would be chanting, Mike White, Mike White. And his uniform went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame after he set a record for a first start for an NFL quarterback with 400 yards and 37 completions or whatever it was. That was two weeks ago. And a handful of interceptions ago, yeah. later, and now he's getting benched. So uh, that's how quickly life comes at you in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, like in the time that the milk expired in my fridge, you know, a guy goes from super stardom <laughs> to junk, you know, right. <laughs> exactly. So how do we feel about Zach Wilson, the rookie quarterback, who's not going to play this week now for the Jets against the Miami Dolphins? Uh, he actually had a pretty okay start. I, I thought amongst the rookie first-round quarterbacks, and we're going to leave Davis Mills out of this conversation as we rank these, and let's count them up, Matt, from 5-1 to one with the, the first-round quarterbacks and and we won't count davis mills maybe we can put an asterisk on him and, and follow up with that at the end of this and talk about how we feel about davis mills but just starting with the the five rookie first round quarterbacks in in justin fields and mac jones and trevor lawrence and trey lance and zach wilson i feel like zach wilson's got to be fifth out of those five so far from what we've seen this year came along slower than probably the jets expected we haven't seen as much high-level wow plays to get you excited either. And even though he actually looked okay, I think it was his first or second start, he was like, okay, he's kind of looking all right. And he actually has gotten worse since then, it feels like. So um, not a good start to Zach Wilson's career. Then he gets hurt. Maybe this will help him sitting and watching for a while, but I think he's got to be five. Do you agree? I do. And the way I looked at this was not who's put the best tape out in the NFL or – if we were to rank them for rookie of the year honors or anything like that, it's if the Williamson wild men were an expansion team and you got to pick from these five, what's your draft board look like knowing what we know now? I mean, in addition to them as, as, pro, as prospects, of course, but what do we know now about these guys? Who do I want to build my team around? Wilson would be fifth for me, and that doesn't mean Williamson hates Wilson. I mean, I, I still have hope for all these guys. I've said a lot of positive things about Wilson, you know, along the lines of maybe stepping away from the game while he's injured and watching and just taking mental reps and watching tape, and now he understands the speed of the game will really be a benefit to him when he returns. But my big problem – I have two big problems with him is he's not very big. I mean, he is a slightly built – dude and the fact that he looks like he's 14 years old probably doesn't help my opinion <laughs> yeah. on that either you know like is he gonna hold up when uh joey bosa and miles garrett crash on him you know i mean so that worries me a little bit and then a big thing i said about him at byu watching this tape he had 
I learned this one in my my scouting experience. I remember sitting in a dark room with a bunch of scouts watching BYU tape for whatever reason. And one of the scouts turned to me and said, hey, youngster, you realize these BYU linemen are all like 24, 25. They've been on missions. You know, they are, they're long removed from high school. They're full-grown men. And what, my point is, Wilson really never was pressured at BYU. I mean, part of it was they didn't play Bama. They didn't play LSU. But they also had this big, strong, old offensive line. And he has not adjusted to that well. Yet. 57.5% is 4 out of 5 as far as completion percentage goes there. There's a small sample for Trey Lance who's got the lowest completion percentage, and, and that's the toughest one for me to rank as Trey Lance because we've seen the least of sure. him so far. Uh, 1,100 passing yards, 6.5 yards per uh, attempt. Uh, his average depth of targets, 9.1, which is third highest of that group. So that's kind of what ties into the Joe Flacco conversation. And look, look. Rookie, you got to get the ball out of your hands quickly. You can't just run right. around and sling it sidearm and have fun and make big plays all the time. You got to know where your checkdowns are. You got to get the ball out of your hands quickly. So seeing Flacco play against, you know, this sort of a scheme that they're going against in Miami and seeing a bunch of blitzes, how do you defeat the blitz? Where do you get the ball out? You know, know where your hot read is and and all those things is, is important for a rookie quarterback. And oh yeah, Zach Wilson is in the worst situation as far as a bad football team too Without to start his career. So that makes it more difficult for a young player. Yes, I mean, that's what we have to recognize is, well, what if Wilson was in New England? Like, I'm not bashing Mac Jones, but his situation is clearly the best. He's also enhancing his situation, as rookies rarely do. So, again, we're taking them out of their situation, and we're putting them on Peacock and Williamson's expansion team with nothing around them, and we're building from there. Wilson's last for me. But, I mean, you know, kind of like we were saying, doing your Pat Mahomes impersonation at BYU is wonderful. On this Jets team that doesn't have much around them, ain't going to cut it right now. Four through one, rookie first-round quarterbacks in 2021. Halfway through their rookie seasons, how do we feel about these guys coming up next? An incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. I downloaded it. It works. It's really cool. tells you what gas stations are partners and promo code touchdown get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up really easy to use and you don't have to pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account Cash out anytime uh, to your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card, whatever. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Rest of career, these first round 2021 rookie quarterbacks. I think it was pretty easy to put Wilson 5. And look, there's not a ton that separates all these guys. And Wilson could become the best of all these quarterbacks. And that's what's difficult. This is still early. Even outside of all the football stuff, BYU to the Big Apple. That's a tough transition. Life transition. Who's number four for you on this list? And this is just going by the information we have, seeing, you know, knowing their rookie scouting reports, seeing them in college, now seeing them mm-hmm. through half of their rookie seasons. Who would be four for Team Williamson now if you were you were drafting these players? Trey Lance. And his NFL resume is clearly the most incomplete. So 
he's the hardest one to spot, but knowing what I know about the other four, I have to put Lance at four. And I like him an awful lot. Like, hey, could he be the Steelers' next quarterback? Would you like that, Williamson? Heck yeah. You know, I mean, like, I have great hope for him. But everyone has to be in a spot here, and that's where I have to put him because I just don't know as much about him. I mean, that you have to value the NFL film more than you do the college film. Not to mention Lance didn't really have any college film last year, and I don't have much NFL film to go off of. So if I'm ranking him, he's got to be four. Yeah, it's difficult. I, you almost have to put Lance here because of the pedigree of some of the other quarterbacks. We've seen them play. We've seen some progression from Fields and Jones, obviously, and even Trevor Lawrence is the number one overall pick before the draft. And if nothing's changed since then for Trey Lance, how could you put him over you know, a quarterback who was like a generational number one type of a prospect in Trevor Lawrence? So that's what's difficult here. Um, very small sample. He completed 52% of his passes so far in just a couple of spot snaps here and there, and then one start while Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. An interesting note here, and look, this is based on 48 pass attempts for Trey Lance and some rushing attempts, which is one thing he does have an edge on over some of the other quarterbacks we're talking about. Um, 48 pass attempts, so less than 50 attempts for Trey Lance when Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence get to start out of the gate and 330 pass attempts for those guys. So just it's incomplete right now for Trey Lance. So I, I like this skill. I like the talent. One thing I will say, he's one of only two of these quarterbacks that has a positive touchdown to interception ratio. All but mm. Mac Jones and Trey Lance have more interceptions than touchdowns as professional quarterbacks so far. He's got three touchdowns to one interception. He's got a little red zone work too, even when he wasn't starting. So that's why, and he's got rushing touchdowns as well. So um, that's where Trey Lance has looked okay so far. So exciting young player, but incomplete. I agree. He's four. Um, two last notes on him. And, if all five of these guys are throwing from a clean pocket, good situation, I would rank Lance's accuracy last. And here's one for you, because I believe this to be true, and maybe it's just tinfoil hat. I think Shanahan traded up for Mac Jones and got talked out of Jones to take Lance, which doesn't mean Shanahan hates Lance. But... If Belichick called you right now and said, I'll give you Mac for Lance for the Diners, not for Team Peacock and Williamson, would you say yes? Uh, that's th We don't have time to get into that answer. Yeah, that's a long uh, And talking about that number three trade-up still, to me to this day, never made sense when they did it and why they did it. And if they, weren't, they, they couldn't have been finished with their evaluations. So right, right, right. knowing who they were going to take or knowing who Shanahan wanted is impossible because they, they weren't done with the evaluations, hadn't met any of these prospects yet so it was too early to trade up to three they obviously didn't need to go all the way up to number three to get one of those quarterbacks and apparently they liked all three of the quarterbacks who were going to be available well if that's the case do some math you don't have to trade up until pick five or six even if the quarterbacks go one two three four you know so um and the team at five just drafted joe burrow last year so they weren't drafting a quarterback right so that there's a lot that went into this trade. I, I don't think we will ever know, and I don't think the 49ers necessarily knew who exactly they wanted. They just knew they wanted a quarterback and maybe jumped the gun a little bit on that trade-up. That's that's kind of the way I look at it. To your other question, would I trade Lance for Mac Jones right now? No, because this okay. is long-term. But I would understand, based on what we've seen so far with Mac Jones in Indy, or in, in uh, New England, if you said, oh, well, give me Mac Jones over Trey Lance. I would have, I would not fight you about that. But the upside of the arm talent and the athleticism and the smarts and everything Trey Lance brings, but he's a ball of clay, and his resume 
is really unique because we haven't really seen a player like him come out with so little at that level of football, hasn't played in a while, and he's not playing right now either. So it's it can only be an incomplete grade for him, but so much talent. Absolutely. And I believe in the, the human. Like He's a smart young guy oh, uh, yeah. beyond Great his years, worker. I think, maturity. So those things look good, but we just haven't seen it yet. 100%. So I wouldn't dispute what you said at all, which kind of leads me to my number three is Mac Jones. And I know he's had the best rookie season of all them. I like him a lot more now than when he came out of Bama. Mm-hmm. I think he is what he is, which is a really impressive, super efficient leader, accurate, way above the curve, above the neck. I just like two guys better because of the, what they what they were yeah. born with. And look, they're still like this isn't finished products, but not the, at all. The no. question would be: Has Mac Jones started to bump his head on the ceiling? Because this is sort of what we expected Mac Jones to be, and he's gotten there first. Is he going to continue? Is he going to go from like the guy I compared Mac Jones to was uh, was Kirk Cousins? And that's why it was so plausible that Kyle Shanahan really liked Mac Jones because he loved Kirk Cousins, right? Oh, without the question. The quote I mean, from Kyle Shanahan actually before the draft was, I like Kirk Cousins, but of course Kirk Cousins is not going to be your ideal quarterback. You know, like basically like, why would you want like an average armed skinny dude that does, isn't super athletic? <laughs> right, right. That's not, that you, you would draw up something like John Elway or the, the yeah. thing he used was, I would want somebody like, um, that could run like Lamar Jackson and, and through like Drew Brees. And so that's why you right, go, oh, okay, that's yeah. why I could see why he liked Trey Lance, right? Um, sure, so, I like Cousins, but I like Josh Allen better. Yeah, it's not the, the, <laughs> you know? the specimen you trade up to number three for Mac Jones. That's where that doesn't add up. And that's where all, all four of these other quarterbacks could come blowing past Mac Jones in year two and three. I bet they all don't, but one of them will two of them will right and so that's kind of where you're using projections still and we still haven't seen enough of all these guys and Mac Jones clearly has been in the best spot so far of all these quarterbacks which helps him but man he has been as advertised and he's gotten there quickly now is he going to go is he going to bridge the gap from Kirk Cousins to Tom Brady in that same system that Tom Brady played in that's where it's like oh man is he going to be that and it's just so hard to project. You, you can't just right. project that from a guy because nobody's ever done it except for Tom Brady, right? So, um, but man, t- 2,000 yards, 2,300 yards passing, 69%, 13 touchdowns to seven interceptions, keeps getting better and better week after week, blowing the other quarterbacks out of the water in pro football focus grades. He's got an 87 grade, which is, I think, top five in the NFL right now, along, you know, but like you look at his stats and he's at Kirk Cousins level already which is impressive is he going to go beyond that is he going to go blow past that level because I'm still not trading up to number three for Kirk Cousins and I'm not giving up the opportunity of what Trevor Lawrence could be what Trey Lance could be what Justin Fields could be for the next Kirk Cousins so that's the question there how much more is there with Mac Jones and I'm still not sold on that but I do like him a lot better today than I liked him in you know April when I thought you know he was a second half of the first round type of a guy even an early second round type of a guy I thought he belonged in the um, you know the Kirk Cousins mold of of what kind of player he was going to be in the NFL you know Andy Dalton is a prospect I compared him to just physically didn't wow you but man he's a quick decision maker he looks really comfortable in that offense and he's been coached up well obviously so you know 
props to Mac Jones and, and the Patriots for. And look, I was the least surprised guy that he was still on the board at, at number 15. People were talking about number three. Uh, who was it? Mike Lombardi before the draft saying his floor was pick eight. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. And in the end, yeah, he ended up going where he should have, which is a great spot for him at number 15 to the Patriots. It's a wonderful fit. And of these five, he's the one I'm surest is a hit is a long-term starter. I mean, like the other guys could all flop still. I mean, they're not yes. out of the woods. You know what I mean? You feel um, like you, the one thing you can declare right now, and you can't declare much about any of these guys is like, okay, well the Patriots didn't get a bust. The rest of these guys right. could still bust, but there's no guarantee that these guys aren't all going to be end up better than Mac Jones, but some of them are not going to be. That's just the way it goes in the NFL. We know that. Yes. And my last notes on Jones is you mentioned Cousins. Comparing him to Brady's insane. You know, I mean, that's that, that's bonkers. But maybe he's Matt Ryan. Now, like, to me, that's the ceiling. Mm, that's and a good one. You take that. Yeah. I mean, oh, absolutely. That's, that's a great That's one. a great career. Who, by and the way, was a, a lot number. Of games and Super Bowls with Matt Ryan for 10, 12 years, whatever. Matt Ryan, However, by the way, was number three overall pick in the draft, too. Right? Right, right, yeah. right. Not super, you know, um, gifted. Yeah. But also... What would Mac Jones's rookie year look like if he was a bear? Exactly. That's where you have to put Mac Jones on the Jets. Put Mac Jones right. on the Bears. What does that look like? Uh, the Jaguars. All these, they're bad situations. Trey Lance is the only other quarterback that was drafted into a good situation. He hasn't played yet. So Yes. Oh, one more note on him, too. It's really critical to me, how does he handle weather now? You know, I mean... I know these other guys can drive the ball through wind and rain. And, you know, you play in New England when he visits the Jets in week 16 and the weather's awful. How does the Bama dude handle that? That's a good point. And you can tell that on some of these throws to the sideline, he humps up a little bit. He's got an okay arm. He's actually got pretty good touch, which is why I like the Kirk yeah, Cousins yeah. Uh, comparison because Cousins has a similar arm and, and throws a nice deep ball, even though he doesn't have a, a power arm to drive it. But, yeah, bad weather. How is he going to get that ball out and, you know, in tight windows? And in, But, like, anticipation and being comfortable in the pocket, all those things are really high marks for Mac Jones. I've been impressed by him. By the way, average depth of target. Lowest on the list of all these quarterbacks, including hmm. Davis Mills, actually. 7.8 uh, average depth of target there. So a lot of throws to running backs. You know, again, like he's not quite checked down Charlie mold, but he's, you know, he's just efficiently running the offense, doing a good job, but he's not wowing me yet enough to be like, okay, I don't think one of these other quarterbacks is going to end up being better. Yeah, this has turned into a much longer conversation. It is. Plan, <laughs> of course, as we often do. I sent a tweet out, though, this morning or last night, the Patriots have scored on 47.6% of their possessions. That's the second best in the league behind the Bills. And he's the only one to take snaps. Wow. I, I, that blew me away. I was like, really? The Patriots are that high? Wow. So Which that brings us goal. to, you know what? Hold on. Let's pause. Okay. I, I want to see where you're going with this with number two and number one on your list of top rookies. Do you now. agree and with look, my three not, so far, though? I do, yeah. I think that's the way... You would have to rank them right now based on the new evidence we have. And some people might argue a different order. Maybe Mac Jones even higher. But he's already gone from five to three. I think that's pretty good. But when you consider ceilings, and we're still projecting a lot of this going forward, we, we know how it grades out. We know that Mac Jones has played the best up to this point. But we're not of talking course. about that. We're talking about, okay, new information as pros. Who would you take going forward? Who's number two? Who's number one? Next. Tons of new flavors filtering in at Built.com all this month. Every few days, 
uh, new flavors coming out, some limited time flavors of Built Bars. So check the website often and don't miss out on Built Bars. If you haven't tried them by now, you are really missing out. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Most protein bars, chalky, waxy, just plain hard to choke down sometimes. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and I cannot emphasize that enough. Not a brown-colored kind of looks, kind of tastes like chocolate. This is 100% real, delicious chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. Built Bars are low in carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of being just purely delicious. With so many flavors, the standard coconut and mint brownie, raspberry, cherry barcia that everyone knows and loves, and even a mystery flavor this month as well at built.com. So go over to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Find one of those new flavors and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. What have you learned through the first half of the NFL season? You want to put that knowledge to use? Maybe make a little cash on the side? Well, betonline.ag is the perfect place to do it. New updated site and interface. More odds, props, contests than ever before. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. And you can bet on other things as well. We've got baseball playoffs going on. Basketball, hockey, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take an advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And you can get a special bump with 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on. So go ahead over to your mobile device, website, desktop computer. You can access betonline.ag however you want. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're, we're selecting with new information which quarterbacks we would take rest of career now between the first round 2021 class, and these guys are going to be compared for the rest of their careers. We've seen it with the 2018 class. I think there's more argument in 2021, so there might be more connection with these quarterbacks going forward and people arguing about it for years and years and this is going to continue for sure especially for a team like the 49ers because of what they went through before the draft to decide on one of these quarterbacks Zach Wilson five Trey Lance four Mac Jones three based on what we know now how you would take these guys the rest of their career that leaves us with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence who are you taking Matt at two and one here to start Team Williamson. Going with the same rankings I had pre-draft, and that's Lawrence 1, Fields 2. And a month ago, Fields might not have been 2. You know, I mean, I really thought these last two games, they were on a bye this past week, have been extremely eye-opening for Fields. Part of it was because I studied him so heavily when he played the Steelers, and, you know, so, and I really did love him coming out of Ohio State. Mentioned accuracy with Lance. Fields might be the most accurate of the group. I mean, from a clean pocket to all levels of the field, especially his deep ball, he can really throw it well. And from many platforms, has insane gifts. I mean, just in terms of strength and speed and all those things. And I'm not going to hold early Bears snaps against him too much i didn't think they helped him i thought he was a little overwhelmed 
he had a little bit of that BYU Wilson thing going that he played with people that were better than their opponents in college and could hold the ball longer and those type of things. Great competitiveness. Um, I'm a big fields guy. Even as much as talking about the number three pick in the 49ers and maybe some teams like the Panthers and I mean, especially Denver. Panthers and Broncos. Yeah. That one surprises me that they just didn't pick up Justin Fields or Mac Jones sitting there, especially Justin Fields as far as how I felt about these coming in. And I'm not going to fight you again. These guys are close. I'm not going to fight you on this. I've just loved so much what I've seen from Justin Fields and I would have taken him still to this day over most of these quarterbacks and when you see what he can do just as far as his athleticism but then the the accuracy and the deep throwing ability and his average depth of target is by far the the highest he's 10.7 average depth of target so far as a rookie he's climbing up towards 60 percent completion now uh he still has the four touchdown to eight interception ratio but he had his highest graded game of the season which is the second highest grade from any rookie quarterback so far this year he had a 90.5 grade from pro football focus um in in his last game against pittsburgh and he had a bye week this in week 10 and mac jones had a 92.5 this week so those those guys are starting to peak out and just you're starting to really see if you only let's say if justin fields only started the last two games and we never saw the early part of the growing pains we'd be freaking out about justin fields right now right the same way that people are talking about mac jones so um that's the level he's already achieving and I understand why Trevor Lawrence was number one and I understand why Trevor Lawrence would still be number one but when you talk about all the teams and what they did in the draft I think just the pass for the Jets not really even considering another quarterback like Justin Fields instead of uh, Zach Wilson if what we've seen the trend so far this season continues the Jets is the team that I think needs more uh, finger pointing at them for not considering Justin Fields more at number two, and it was almost just a foregone conclusion. Well, of course, it's Trevor Lawrence one and just and Zach Wilson two, and that's yeah. where I think the process went wrong for a lot of uh, draft analysts, including the New York Jets. Yeah, I I kind of equate it to the year before. Like, I'm sure the Dolphins are kicking themselves for taking Tua over Herbert. Tua is okay. Tua might be fine, and I think the Jets might feel the same. That boy, Wilson may turn into a star. I'm not predicting that he stinks. Or, you know, or he would be better than two. I don't know who I'd rather have between the two of those. But I bet they're going to go, we passed on somebody better than the guy we took. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, number one. Um, starting to get a little worried. Obviously, he's not in the greatest spot in Jacksonville. Although Jacksonville's shown some chippiness and, and won a couple games. His numbers, and in fact, his PFF grade is worse than all these quarterbacks. Worse than Zach Wilson, worse than Davis Mills. He's got a 56.9, which is just below Zach Wilson's 59.5 QB rating for the season. He's completing 58% of his passes, uh, just under 2,000 yards, eight touchdowns to nine interceptions. I did expect a little more a little sooner from Trevor Lawrence. That worries me a little bit. Yeah, all those things are 100% true, and... A lot of turnovers. I'm sure that's killing his, his PFF grade. Um, I think he's showing slow and steady progress. I mean, it's not like, oh, wow, he's all over Sports Center. He threw for 450 yards and had five plays no one's ever seen before. Right. You know, like, but every week's a little better, which is all you can ask for. And we, we, we expect too much is really the reality of it. And I've cited – some work that Shield Capedia did for the athletic this offseason. 
he did a study of all the first round starting quarterbacks and basically came to the conclusion, just to paraphrase it, that if you're a first round starting quarterback, on average, you're about the 23rd best quarterback in the league, your rookie year. That's about where these guys are at. You know, Mm -hmm. like Lawrence is probably the 23rd best quarterback in the league this year. And that's fine. You know, there's some Dax and Herberts that are much higher than that. Most are lower. (laughs) You know, I mean, a lot of them are Zach Wilson and bottom of the, the, the ladder on these things. So this is not a career path that is alarming in a worrying way but i'm with you i thought we'd see a little more so far super prospect andrew luck you know right yep absolutely but again luck luck was pretty good as a rookie actually but yeah. you know peyton manning was god awful i think he threw like uh, darn near 40 interceptions as a rookie or something right like right that, right so take some time peyton usually not you know on a good team when you're drafted that high as trevor lawrence isn't but he's got some okay weapons on offense you, you could question the coaching staff and he's got a college coach you know with his first year in the nfl and there was some drama there at the beginning of the season so not an ideal situation Time will tell with all of these quarterbacks, but it's kind of fun going through the first half of the year and looking at these guys and how they're developing and, and where they're at right now. Um, I would not be shocked if Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback from this class. I would not be shocked if Mac Jones ends up being the best quarterback from this class, even though that would have shocked me a little bit more in April and March. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Justin Fields is the best quarterback from this class, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if Trey Lance or Zach Wilson are either. So there's just so much to go here. Early going, it's very interesting uh, how much more comfortable Mac Jones has looked early, and it's fun to watch someone like Justin Fields come on like gangbusters and, and see the development before your eyes. And so I'm looking forward to seeing that, that sort of development from Lance and Wilson and Lawrence because those guys are immensely talented as well. Yeah, and we'll wrap this conversation up. It's been fun. But, I mean, I'm sure, not speaking for you, but if the Jags said – we have the first pick in the draft next year and we love quarterback X. We're going to trade Lawrence. Uh, I mean, if they came and asked me that as a, and I'm the Steeler GM, I'll be like, okay, I'll give you eight first round picks for him. Or if they ask you, Hey, we decided we like Lance more than Lawrence. I'm doing it. You know, like I'll take that guy and cost whatever he costs. I'll take. Absolutely. And it, what's amazing is how different these rankings were on their board. So I looked at them a certain way before the draft and that definitely, um, impacts the way I'm still looking at them with my projections of these quarterbacks going forward. But there were folks out there who loved Mac Jones and would take Mac Jones in a heartbeat over the rest of those guys because it's confirmed what they've already seen. Um, yeah, the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars, here's an interesting one. We talked about the Jets at two, not considering Justin Fields or other quarterbacks at two, and it was sort of a foregone conclusion it was going to be Zach Wilson. If Trevor Lawrence wasn't in this draft, Justin Fields would have been the number one overall pick for the Jaguars. That was the only other quarterback and the only other player the Jaguars uh, admitted after the draft considered. So See, that added up to me, but right. I guess the rest of the league didn't agree. It's So that's super interesting. Imagine that, how different everything would look if all of a sudden we knew starting in February or whatever, and, and instead of um, everybody knowing number one overall was going to be Trevor Lawrence, what if the whole time we're like, oh, yeah, number one overall is going to be Justin Fields because look how talented this guy is, freak of nature, and he's going to go to the Jaguars number one. How would that cloud and, and affect everybody's judgment of these quarterbacks and everything going forward? So it, it's, it's really fascinating when it comes to the draft. That's why I geek out so much on the draft, and it's so much fun. Yeah, and that's not a knock on the other three, but I no. saw Fields as – most years he comes out would be the first overall pick. Like he would gone ahead of Goff, yes. ahead of Mayfield. 
what if he was stayed in school for some reason and everyone in the world would be like, oh, Fields is going first overall to the Lions. Oh, tw- 2022, it would, there there right. would be just endless photoshops of Justin Fields in a Lions uniform. And, and we, we wouldn't even yeah. be worried about the number one overall pick in mock drafts right now. We'd be moving on to number two if Justin Fields exactly. stayed one exactly. more year. It, it's that <laughs> because, first of all, the draft class, too. And so that's another reason. Hey, Broncos. Hey, Panthers. What are you doing? Because that those players might not be in this class, although someone will there's some cream will rise to the top and there will be some good prospects. And we'll cover all that when it comes to the 2022 draft. But it, it's just so fun. And, and just looking at the physical talent that someone like Justin Fields has, because, you know, there's maybe two quarterbacks in the league that are more athletic than he is. Um, and one of those is Lamar Jackson, and I would put, I would bet money that uh, as a passer in his career, Justin Fields is going to be better than Lamar Jackson. Uh, that's a scary, that's a scary weapon, right? That is, that's a freaky thing to fall out of the top ten in the draft. That that one's going to leave me head scratching for a while. And I thought for sure there's just something behind the scenes, maybe that he, they, they, and who knows, maybe we'll find out that that's maybe what it true, was. Yeah. But, you know, at least one team was like, what are you guys doing? I'm going to trade up and go draft this guy. So kudos to the Chicago Bears. If, if the development path continues for Justin Fields, and who knows, he may be number one on this. But like that 2018 class, it's been like a different guy every year almost, right? So that we, that we might have to have this conversation every year, and it's a different answer every time. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we could even go through other classes and rank them again. And, you know, I mean, yeah, it's amazing how these things change rapidly. Like Baker Mayfield would not have gone as high as he, you know, I mean, over Lamar by like 30 picks over Josh Allen, you know, like I'm not here to bash Baker, but wow. I mean, it's a little shocking looking back that people thought Baker had a higher upside and was a better prospect than Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. And then, like, Josh Allen's a perfect example, too. He was a disaster as a rookie and early in his career. Well, and it would have been hard. I didn't like him coming out of school. Yeah, and it would have been, it was like, okay, I see the talent, but this is a project. And then now it looks insane that you would draft a quarterback over him like Baker Mayfield or, or Sam Dolan or any of those guys, right? So yeah. um, it's going to take a few years to, to hash all this out for sure. Right. Josh Rosen went ahead of him. Josh Rosen, yes. That's the other thing. One of these quarterbacks isn't going to have a job, right? And then another one's going to be a superstar. It seems like. That's pretty amazing. Amazing stuff. I love it. Okay, anyway, uh, we got to go here. That was a fun conversation. We didn't get to the (laughs) NFC playoff stuff that I wanted to hit today. We didn't get to any of your listener questions either. We'll try to get to some of that stuff maybe tomorrow instead. We do have some good questions here on coaching hot seats and. Um, and I guess we can tie it into some of the previews that were already yeah, here for yeah. Thursday night football tomorrow, Matt, and we can kind of uh, rank some of these NFC wild card teams on tomorrow's program. Thanks for making us your first listen, by the way, every single day right here. Peacock and Williamson.